You're listening to the Preppy Podcast. I'm your host, Patricia May Marish, and I'll be interviewing the brands, businesses, and influencers who are keeping the modern preppy lifestyle alive. Today I have Evelyn Henson on the podcast with me. You've probably seen her work in magazines like Marie Claire or maybe even with brand Straper James. It's colorful, it's happy, and brightens anyone's day. Actually, just like Evelyn herself. I can't wait for you to get to know her. All right, Evelyn, let us know who you are and where you live and what you do. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Um, My name is Evelyn Henson and I'm an artist based in Charlotte, North Carolina. I love that. Okay, so how would you describe your art to someone that hasn't heard of it before? I, of course, have been shopping your stuff for years now, but in case anyone listening doesn't know about your art, let everyone know kind of what you do. Yes, I appreciate your support so much. I typically describe it as happy and whimsical art, stationery, and gifts that are meant to bring sunshine to your everyday. I love that. And it definitely is so happy and colorful and fun. then they make great gifts. I have a few of your prints um, in my house and I've bought some for gifts as well. So sweet. So which speaking of, so you actually started getting into art when you were making a Mother's Day present, I read back in 2012. So was this literally your first time dipping your feet in, you know, this art medium or had you done it a little bit before? Um, Tell us a little bit more about that. Sure. Yeah, I had grown up really, really creative. I think my mom sent me to every arts and crafts camp that was offered in Columbus, Georgia, everything (laughs) from decoupage to art history and cake decorating, you name it, I was obsessed with it. Um, But I just I didn't really pick up the paintbrush that much. I took like the basic art class that they offered at school and would paint a little bit then. Um, But it wasn't something that I had the confidence to do for a really long time. The one thing I did do when I was in middle school and high school, I don't know for anyone that had the Microsoft computers. Did you ever play with that, um, the program Paint? It was called Microsoft yes. Paint. Yeah. So like the really early edition of Photoshop basically was what it was. I would spend hours and hours and hours making patterns in paint. Oh. Yeah. So that was the main creative thing that I did was I would make like, you know, patterns that I would use on my binder covers in school or like backgrounds on my PowerPoint presentations, that kind of thing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. When I look back, it kind of makes sense because I was really obsessed with making binder covers and like greeting cards for friends. Yeah. Um, So it's always been something that I've been obsessed with and um, done in some way, but I didn't really start painting until I was in college. And I think I had just started painting like quotes on canvases just sort of for fun. Uh And a few friends gave me a box of paints that they didn't want when they were moving out. And I looked at all the colors and I was like, you know what, I'm going to try and paint some flowers now that I have all these colors. Mother's Day was coming up. And I, that was like the first time I painted on my own. Was that world okay? Yeah. And I think when I finished it, I just, I just didn't put down the paintbrush after that. I think it just really, I had so much joy studying those flowers and painting them that it was something that I just wanted to keep doing. Wow, that's amazing. And it kind of does sound like, though, you know, it was in you all along. You just maybe, you know, didn't reach out for the paintbrush. There were just other mediums or other ways that you were being creative. Um, So that's really cool. Yeah, 
yeah, I'm lucky that I was able to um, finally pick up the paintbrush and had the confidence to do that. (laughs) So what did you study in school then when you were at college, if you didn't study art? So I went into it thinking maybe I would major in art and I was, I, but I don't think no one, not that many people are encouraged to like pursue art as a career. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like that wasn't like being an artist was not on my radar at at all. So I took, um, I thought maybe I would major in art and be an art teacher, but I started taking the art classes and I got so intimidated by the intro art classes, um, that I didn't continue with the major, I would literally come back to my dorm and cry because it was was one of those things where I felt like I didn't belong there because I would walk in with like a pink backpack and like something really colorful on and everybody else sort of had the same edgy, I felt like vibe and I just never felt like I belonged. I think I just didn't have the confidence at the time, but I took, I was also taking an art history class at the time. And I love, I just like being surrounded by art and I love art history. I love studying it. So I ended up majoring in that, and then I doubled in communication studies towards the end, which was like the liberal arts version of marketing. Um, So I double majored in those. That's really cool. Um, So what was so intimidating besides, obviously, you know, the people and feeling like you didn't fit in, was it just more, um, it sounds like it wasn't necessarily creative the classes like it was was, more yeah it was a lot of um drawing and stuff in black and white so I wasn't allowed to express myself in color just because the classes were so basic and I mean it's really weird looking back because the teachers I had were incredibly encouraging (laughs) so I don't I can I don't know where like that that fear came from I think I just wasn't in a place in my life where I wanted to share my work no that makes sense you put it up you put it on the wall and I just I don't know I just felt really out of place yeah, I understand that. Um, so you did a little bit of art then, it sounds like, in college. So how did you really, like, hone in on your skills, though? Like, were you just practicing all the time in your spare time? Did you, yes. you know, look up YouTube videos? Did you have a friend? Like, how did you really expand this then? I legitimately just painted. Once I painted that floral bouquet, I painted every single day. For like the year that followed, it was just, I would come back from class or an internship or whatever I was doing and I would just paint. Um, And I didn't care if it was good. I just wanted to paint because I found so much peace and joy and gratitude in it. Um, And I think especially when you paint the same thing over and over, you start to get really familiar with how to paint it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't know. It just, it was one thing that I just kept practicing and practicing. A lot of practice. Yes. So... Um, obviously now you do all sorts of things in terms of what you paint, but what was kind of the next thing? Did you just focus on flowers at first or, um, what did you sort of expand to or dip your feet into next? I was a bit all over the place. I I think when I opened my Etsy shop, I, what did I list? I had an assortment of flowers. I had some perfume prints because I used to love painting perfume bottles. Uh And then I had, um, the map series illustrations. I had one of those. Um, okay. So I was painting a lot of different things at first, just sort of whatever I felt like attracted to at that time. That makes sense. Um, so backing up to that, so how did you decide then when it was right to sort of make this a business and not just a hobby that you're, you know, painting a gift for family members? Um, when, when did you decide that you could actually make this a business and then I guess start your Etsy shop? Was that the first step? Yeah, well, it really was just a hobby. I had graduated from college and I didn't have a job yet. I was trying to get a job working in an art gallery or just anywhere I could be surrounded by art. 
-hmm. And I thought, um, okay, well, I'm just, I had all these paintings. I had, cause I had been painting every day. So I had like 50 to a hundred paintings and not <laughs> all of them were good, but I was, I thought, okay, I might as well oh, put these on Etsy and like, maybe my friends will really buy them. Maybe they won't, but I might mm -hmm. as well just start an Etsy shop just on the side. So I have a distraction from this whole post-grad unemployment situation. Yeah. Um, so that was really how it started. And it was the summer and I just kept, it was, um, my friends really did buy them. So I remember oh. that first week and I had almost sold out of everything. And I thought, wait, maybe this could really be a thing. Mm -hmm. But I, I wasn't thinking of it as a full-time thing yet, but it, I, the wheels started turning. And I thought, well, maybe I should go to art school and like get a degree in painting or something and like really learn how to do this. Um, but as time went on, uh, it just, I started making like real money from it. Yeah. And I think I was lucky that I was just a post-grad student and all the jobs that I was going to apply for anyway were unpaid internships and just like bottom, like really low income jobs. So mm -hmm. the, bar, the bar was pretty low and it felt like <laughs> I was making a ton of money at first. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think that transition just happened really naturally because it was never like, okay, I'm going to start a business. It just sort of fell into place. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. um, so how did you get the word out? I mean, I guess first you were selling to your friends on Etsy. So how did you even get the word right. out to them? Were you just texting them or were you posting on social media? So Instagram had really, Instagram was in its first or second year. So there weren't that many artists on Instagram at the time. And okay. it was just a lot easier to break through the noise then. So I would, I just posted on Instagram. I didn't even text them. I just posted on Instagram. My Etsy shop's open. And I think it was lucky timing with Instagram not being as loud and crowded as it is today. And yeah. also I was really lucky that my, I had just graduated and I had this whole network of sorority sisters and those were the friends that were buying from me and they were telling their friends and their friends and the word of mouth there was just incredible. Wow. So it sounds like it was a combination then of word of mouth. And then I guess once you got past, um, you know, just selling to friends and friends of friends, it was really social media kind of helped get the word out. Is that correct? Definitely. And also at that time, blogs were still sort of new. So back mm -hmm. then you could reach out to a blogger and they weren't really, they were still figuring out how to monetize mm -hmm. um, their content. So it was easier then to send something to a blogger and they would share it for free, which yeah. was really, really, really incredible. That's awesome. Um, so now, so you have this business um, back then. You're selling. You're it's successful. You're working with bloggers. You're sharing it on social media. So then, when did you decide to introduce some new products to your business? Because I know now you have pillows, you have um, coffee mugs, you have all sorts of things. So how? What was the strategy in this, and kind of how did those come along? Well, I'm always thinking about how I can offer my art. Um, in different ways and at a variety of price points. Mm -hmm. So I started with coffee mugs just because I think that's such a great gift item. And I like to paint because I want to like pass a sense of sunshine along to somebody else. So yeah. for me, a coffee mug is such an easy way to do that because who doesn't like a cup of coffee in the morning and what a great way to cheer yourself up early in the morning. So I started with coffee mugs and just put a few illustrations on those. And then from there, it just sort of naturally went, I think a couple seasons later, I started doing stationary and greeting cards, okay. um, which is just really well suited for the kind of art that I do. Um, and it usually starts with the idea of 
me gifting to friends in everyday life. So okay. with stationery, I was always painting cards for friends anyway. So that was a really easy and natural progression to do next. Got it. And then what about some of the home decor pieces? Because are those the newest ones that you've introduced? Um, those I think I did maybe around last year. Okay. Um, and again, it's just what can I, um, how can I translate my art into something else that might appeal to somebody? What are people looking for? What's my customer looking for? And how can I um, help them bring a little more sunshine into their world? Awesome. So what, I mean, figuring out how to launch new products or how to get them produced and such, that must be challenging and require a lot of research. But what would you say, you know, some of your greatest challenges are in terms of business, would you say? Finding how to manufacture products is really challenging. And it's funny because people are always messaging me asking if I've thought of how to make, you know, X, Y, or Z. And then I think people forget that I'm (laughs) just a normal person um, (laughs) trying to figure out how to do this. Um, But aside from that, I think the biggest challenges are, I think, I mean, figuring out how to like the the logistics of setting up a business like legally and with accounting and all of that pricing artwork was really hard, especially as um, a post-grad who had no sense of what to price her products as. Mm-hmm. Um, that was really challenging, especially because on Etsy, people were messaging me all the time asking if they could have it for cheaper, um, oh, like trying, to, trying to barter with me as if it was some sort of market. Um, I think there are just so many different things that come with art too and different I feel like I'm just constantly learning about different sides of the industry. Yeah. Um, So it's really overwhelming, I think, starting out and having to learn so many different things. For sure. And I mean, I think any business owner, entrepreneur that I interviewed, the the legal stuff and the finance aspect is challenging for anyone. And I think even, you know, I'm five years into my business and it's still something that I'm like, I have no idea how to do this or that. (laughs) Right. It really keeps you on your toes. (laughs) Exactly. Um, So one of the things that you recently did as well is your gorgeous murals um, around in Charlotte. Do you just have it in Charlotte or is there another city? Yes, I have two in Charlotte and then I have one in Columbus, Georgia that I just finished in April. Awesome. So let's talk about those. Like, what was the idea behind those? And that's another thing. Like, I don't even know how you, if you have an idea to do a mural, then how that even happens. I didn't either. um, But I was, I just, I'm really obsessed with public art, especially as an art history major. I have such Mm -hmm. a love for art and I want everyone else to experience the same thing I feel when I interact with art. And what I love about public art is that you can put it in a space and pedestrians can interact with it in their everyday life. So, you know, the average person is too intimidated to go to an art museum. Um, But art is scientifically proven to have so many like emotional benefits, the way it cultivates happiness and distracts from depression. So Mm -hmm. for me, it's such an important thing for for people to have. Um, And maybe they didn't get it in school or whatever it was, but Um, I think I was starting to see all these Instagram walls pop up and I started, my wheels started turning and I thought that is so cool that (laughs) all of a sudden people are interacting with art in a way they never have before. Yeah. Um, so I had written a blog post about just, you know, I was just putting out into the world five murals I would paint if I could find a wall, having no idea how any of that worked. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I think about six to seven months later, I randomly got an email from 
a real estate company here in Charlotte. And one of their employees followed me on Instagram and just reached out with a wall. And that was the Confetti Hearts wall. Oh. Um, so I sent her about 10 ideas uh-huh. just because my brain was just, I had been thinking about it for so long. Like every time I would walk by a wall, I would think about what I would want to paint on it and what might be cool to the average passerby. Yep. Um, so then we settled on the hearts and from there it was, okay, how do you paint on a wall? Um, yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's such, so much larger of a scale and a oh, different yeah. paint than you'd probably use yeah. and all of that. Oh so, yeah. It's a totally different world from what I'm used to doing. Um, so I just made a list of everything that I needed to figure out and just uh-huh. sort of checked them off one by one, um, and finished, finished the wall. So how long did that take you to do? It took, so I had someone pressure wash and prime the wall for me. Okay. So that took a couple days and then it took me, I think I started it. I think it took me about five full days to paint the wall. Wow. Maybe. So I just, um, I just made a cardboard stencil of the heart and traced it on with chalk and would just fill in colors one by one until it was done. That's amazing. I mean, and I love your idea behind that. I think. You know, I, I grew up going to museums and all of that, luckily, but I know it could be intimidating to people if they're not familiar or, um, right. so I lo- love the idea of the murals. Anyone can see them and it's free. Yeah. And I think when you get, when you make it so that they are encouraged to interact with the piece, like they're mm-hmm. walking away feeling creative. And I think so many people think that they're not creative, which I think is just not true. I think everybody's creative in different ways and um, I think it's so cool to be able to put something in a space to make someone realize that they can be creative. I love that. That That's so great. Um, so is this something you want to expand on and do more murals, do you think? Or um, what are your thoughts on that? Um, well, they're sort of part of a series now. So it's the Confetti Hearts okay. Wall, the Confetti Stripes Wall, and the Confetti Sunshine Wall. And they're all tied together with the idea that small acts of kindness multiply like a piece of confetti. Like you look at a single piece of confetti and it looks insignificant, but when you add them together and throw them, it's this beautiful thing. Um, so I think I'd like to do a few more. I'm not sure okay. what that looks like yet or where, but I'm definitely, I'm open to it, but I'm not, I don't have time to seek them out and like pitch projects. Got I have it. a lot of ideas floating around in my mind for how I would grow the series. Should a wall come my way at some point in the future. Okay. So if anyone's listening that has a wall. <laughs> right. And wants to pay me for it, it's, it's two hurdles. It's finding someone that wants my style of work on a wall. And uh-huh. then the second hurdle is convince, like convincing them that it's worthy of investing in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it brings traffic, um, you know, because people does. want to take pictures and yeah. all of that. And yeah, and I think that's great. Yeah. That was why I added the hashtag to the bottom of my mural and tried to encourage people to use that was because. I think a lot of people don't understand how much um, value art has and how much traffic it brings in. So I thought, mm-hmm. okay, if I can add a hashtag to this and people use it on Instagram, I can give someone a tangible number of how many times it's being shared and visited and like how many dollars that means for the surrounding businesses. Yep. No, that's a great business move for sure to be able to share that. Um, okay. So your art, like we've mentioned a lot of times is so happy and sunny. Is this a reflection of your own personality and maybe your own personal style then? Yes, absolutely. I think, and I always think it would be really hard for an artist to paint something and it not be a reflection 
of uh-huh. themselves in some way. Um, but I'm just, I mean, I'm like a glass half full with flowers in it kind of person. <laughs> and I'm always thinking just as a human, how much I have to be grateful for. And often when I'm painting, I'm reflecting on all the things that I'm grateful for. And I think that when you lean heavily on gratitude, mm-hmm. that leads to joy. That's so great. I love that. And I, I do, you know, I've never met you in person and this is the first time talking outside of email, um, but I can see your your happiness and your sunshineness um, exudes from your voice. So I could see how they tie and go hand in hand. Awesome. So happy to hear that comes across. <laughs> so where do you find inspiration? Like when you get an idea, um, you know, for this mural or for a new series or um, a new product, where do you, where are you finding inspiration from these days? Um, you know, I feel like this is a really annoying answer because I think people want me to have something like coffee table books or a Pinterest board or something tangible that they can kind of replicate in their own life. But it's really just everyday life um, and paying attention to everyday life and also working. Picasso has this quote that I really love. um, Inspiration exists, but it has to find you working. And I think that that's so true and how I create, like the more I paint, the more inspired I am by my surroundings. Um, And I mean, really what the reason I loved painting first got so hooked on painting was because when I started painting, all of a sudden I felt like I was seeing the world through this colorful new lens and everything just was a source of inspiration for me. It was like, I was noticing ladybugs and getting excited about butterflies again. Um, And it was, you know, it's like I walked through a park and now the park is like, filled with dogs and it's I see it in painting form just because I'm constantly working and putting myself in a place to be inspired and I think Mm -hmm. you can only do that if you're working um I listened to this book one time it's called the creative curve and it talks about that basically the entire book how people think that creatives just have these lucky light bulb moments but really light bulb moments only happen when you're constantly working and trying to come up with ideas oh that I'm gonna to have to add that book to my list. That sounds interesting. It's really good. I listened to the audiobook. Very cool. I'm adding that to my list. And Ben and Jerry's uh, is one of the examples if you like ice cream. Oh yeah. And I mean they're great at marketing too. So I'm sure mm-hmm. there's lots of useful information yeah. in that. No, I love that. So it sounds like, you know, you find inspiration in the everyday and it almost sounds like when you started um doing art that it almost took you back to your childhood, like you appreciate things and see things differently or take notice of things that, you know, sometimes we just ignore because we're so busy, like it almost slowed down. You know what I mean? Yeah. And actually I was painting last year. I did this project where I painted one happy thing a day and I compiled them into this journal that's now on my site. It's called a hundred days of EH happy. And it started with that idea. Like why do we get so excited about little things when we're a kid, like pushing the elevator button, finding a penny on the sidewalk, um, the annoying, now annoying bubble wrap that comes in every Amazon package that you have to like (laughs) pop and throw away. Um, Like why do we lose that magic over time and how can I bring that back to people? I love that. That that's magical. Um, So you've had some really amazing collaborations. Um, So can you talk about some of those and maybe how they came about? And then going off of that, is this something that you're really proud of or what's something um, within your business and your art that, you know, you're really proud of that you've done? Yeah. um, I think I've been lucky that I've gotten to do a lot of different cool collaborations. And what I like about collaborations is that 
it either gives me the opportunity, it gives me the opportunity to interact with a customer that I might not usually interact with. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've licensed out art through um, to like Pottery and Barton Teen and the at-home stores, um, which has allowed me to meet a customer at a different price point. Um, And then I also like being able to collaborate in a way where I can put my art on a product that I probably would not, that would take me a while to figure out how to manufacture on my own. So okay. one that I love right now is acrylic sticks. Yes. So <laughs> I they're, love hers. <laughs> yeah, they're awesome. And they take my art and they turn them into these really cute acrylic drinksters. Um, so it's always really exciting to me when I'm able to put my art, just it's creatively inspiring and fun to see it on a new type of product. Definitely. Um, and I did like that point that you made that you know, it's a new customer too sometimes. And right. uh, with these larger companies, then it allows you to kind of have your art offered at a different price point, perhaps. Yes. So, I mean, you've been doing this for a few years now and all. So what advice do you have for any aspiring artist who might be listening? Um, you know, that's always hard because you never know where someone's at and what their interests are. But I always tell people to just take the first step from wherever you are. Is that painting a certain number of times a week? Start there. Um, is it starting to share your art on Instagram? Um, maybe it's starting an Etsy shop. Just take the first step and keep taking the next step and the next step. And don't obsess too much about the pace that you feel like you're moving mm-hmm. um, or the quality. Like, if you feel like you're not good enough, just keep taking the next step forward and try not to obsess too much and compare yourself to other people. Um, Because I think when you start comparing yourself and like trying to emulate someone else, um, your art starts lacking all the things that are uniquely you. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's when people start struggling with style is because they're looking too much at someone else and trying instead of trying to pour their own gifts and experiences into their work. Like we all have different stories and we all have different gifts that we can bring to the world. Um, So I think tapping into that and pouring that into your art is really important. Um, So I think it's important to reflect on like, who are you as a person and as a friend to other people and what makes like you tick as a friend? Like for me, I love brightening my friends days or like even like the cashier at the grocery store. Like when I'm, when I make a cashier smile, it just makes my whole day. That's the best thing ever. Like I just want to pass across sunshine. Yeah. Um, so that's something that I think I try to put into my work and I think comes across pretty well. So maybe you're the friend that, um, is very peaceful and calms everybody down. Maybe you can translate that into a peaceful color palette. Or maybe you're the friend that um, you feel like always has really good advice. Maybe you can translate that into illustrations um, with, you know, sage wisdom on it. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you're just like a, the loud friend that gets the party going. Um, you know, what, like, what does that look, think about like what you bring to the world and how can you translate that into art form? And I think that is a good place to start. It's just start, like where you are and who you are. That's great advice. And I think even, you know, that advice could be applied to people not in the art world, just in business and entrepreneurship in general, kind of figuring out who you are and what you provide to the world. Um, and then just keep moving forward. Keep For sure. Uh, keep your head forward and not looking back and getting distracted by other people and comparison and all of that. I think there's so many tidbits to what you just shared that a lot of people could use. 
Yes, for sure. And I think, I mean, the most important thing is just start because nothing will ever be perfect. And I doubt there's a single writer, illustrator, blogger, whatever, that doesn't cringe when they look at the first thing that they painted or posted or wrote. Um, It's just a starting place. Yeah. (laughs) No, definitely. I can relate to that for sure. Looking back at some of my old business pictures or my old website, I'm like, oh, (laughs) but everyone has to start somewhere. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) So what's your favorite piece on your website right now? Well, I'm, I think it's usually, I'm adding a job. It's not on my website yet, but I just painted, I've got some calendars that are coming out in a few weeks. And one of them is a dog calendar. And I think that's one of my favorite things um, today or just like anything involving dogs on my side. I also have a personalized pet series where you can create a mug or a print with your dog's face on it based on a series of illustrations. Um, And I love that because it's inspired by my real life obsession with my dogs. So it's like, and it's also like a running inside joke with my sisters that I always hide our dog who passed away a couple of years ago, but I hide, his name is Rocky and I paint him on almost every, I'll like hide him into a lot of illustrations. So he's on every page of that calendar. Um, so that's my favorite thing just cause it's really special to me. I love that. That's adorable. And I, that's actually one of my go-to gifts are those mugs with the, yeah. the pets. I've given them to a lot of people with their cats or their dogs. Um, yeah. and everyone always loves it. Yeah. People are so crazy about their pets and it's so funny because it, um, it really just started as a joke for my sisters. And so I think that's also a good place to start if you're trying to be an artist. Like, what would you want to give to your friends? I think that's mm-hmm. always a good question to ask. Awesome. So, I mean, you kind of talked about this a little bit, but what's next for you? Obviously, you have this calendar launching. Um, anything exciting that you could share a little sneak peek or tell us about? Yes, wall calendars are coming out in a few weeks, and I'm hoping to have an agenda out as well of some kind. I think it's going to be an undated agenda, and I would like to grow to dated agendas and maybe some other um, things like that in the future. Um, But I mean, I'm always working on, it keeps me creatively inspired to always have a couple different um, projects in the works. Some of them pan out and some of them don't, but um, it keeps my creative juices flowing. So I'll also have, what else do I have coming out? Holiday cards, of course, probably Ooh. around October. Okay. Um, so lots of new things happening. So exciting. All right. So final question. Um, where can people find you? Let us know, you know, your website and your social media, all of that good stuff. My website is evelynhenson.com, E-V-E-L-Y-N-H-E-N-S-O-N. And then my Instagram is Evelyn underscore Henson. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Evelyn. Thank you for having me. This was so fun. Thank you so much for listening to the Preppy Podcast. I hope this put a little prep in your step for the day. Please subscribe, rate, and review on wherever you listen to your podcast. And follow along with at the Preppy Podcast on social media. 